Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, Savage Approach Personal Finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Jack Gibson. Jack, are you ready to do this? Let's do it, George. Let's go. I'm Excellent. ready. Let's do this. Jack is the co-founder of High Return Real Estate, a company working to create a product that allows working class Americans to live comfortably and affordably. I'm excited to have you on. Jack, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, that's a pretty broad question, but I'll let it rip. <laughs> so um, I actually got started in entrepreneurial activity back in uh, 1997. I was a freshman at a small liberal arts school here in Michigan. And, you know, my parents had always told me, go to school, study hard, get good grades, you know, and then you're going to get a great job, work your way up. And, you know, that was their kind of life philosophy. And it worked for them. They were very successful in their respective careers. But I knew like in my heart, like, oh, I'm a, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I need to be a business owner. I need to be directing and controlling my own destiny. I don't want to work for a W-2. So I started um, right, right from my college dorm one day. Uh, another college student was handing out flyers about nutrition product. He was real excited about it. His parents had just lost 30, 40 pounds a piece and he had signed up as a distributor. So when he first kind of approached me about it, I'm like, uh, you know, I don't really have much money to spend on this and, you know, I don't want to sell it either. But, you know, finally, um, we just had several conversations and I said, okay, you know what? You, you're never really going to get ahead in life if you don't keep an open mind and take a look at opportunity when it presents itself. So ended up uh, getting really, actually saw the whole business model and got really excited. And so I've been doing that for the last 20 years. That's grown into a 12 million annual sales revenue business and nice. it's still cranking and still growing. We're actually having our best year ever in that company. So about four years ago, I had uh, I was I was living beyond, uh, below my means, not behind my means. Right. <laughs> so that's pretty much what I'm sure you talk to your listeners about. And we had saved up quite a bit of cash and you know, we were doing well financially and we we're just trying to figure out a way to deploy it and uh, protect it. So uh, my stocks had dropped quite a bit. I mean, I, I've just never really been adept at stock market investing. And uh, for whatever reason, I've signed up with the plan of buying high and selling low. So that's <laughs> not really worked out for me over the years. But I knew also had read rich dad, poor dad, you know, and, and that whole philosophy about investing into cash flow, producing real estate has, that was really appealing to me. I just didn't know how to do it or anything about it. So I started looking and researching and listening to lots of podcasts, reading books, just trying to, you know, figure out well, how does this work? How do I, how do I be successful at it? I know the, the money may is made in real estate in the buy and being smart about the buy, but I didn't know how to do that. So I found a uh, turnkey provider and, and turnkey real estate is really starting to catch on just over the last even five, six years. It's a way for you know people that don't really know a whole lot about real estate and they don't know like how to buy, they don't know how to rehab, they don't know how to put tenants in place, you know, they don't know all the ins and outs right. and they don't want to really put the time in to learn how to do all that. They don't want to be an active investor, they want to be passive. So for me at that point, point in my life, turnkey was perfect. Because I could invest into real estate and be a passive investor and, you know, kind of like 
learn more about how to do it through leveraging off the efforts and the kind of the successful model of, of others. So I was, I got incredible returns right out of the gate. I mean, my, it was, it was awesome. So I started sending lots of other friends, family, coworkers, got, started getting referrals and just, just out of my excitement for the product and the returns really. And then that kind of led to, man, I've, I'm doing good here, just referring people like I should actually start a business doing this. And then now, um, you know, last year we did over 100 fix and flips nice. uh, to other investors. And we've got a full, I mean, we've got, we got, a, we got a pretty nice business going. And it's, it's so that's kind of like the, the, the broad 10,000 foot view of where we're at. And uh, so I don't know where, wherever else you want to drive the conversation to from here. <laughs> Perfect. So I, I love the idea of you guys are working to help Americans live comfortably and affordably. And I have to imagine you chose that language uh, carefully. So instead of saying, we're going to help you become filthy rich so you can buy yachts and spend extravagantly, why did you choose that language? <laughs> well, you know, um, probably more to just uh, paint some realistic expectations right. to our investors, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Because, you know, if you're investing into real estate, uh, and most people that we talk to, honestly, I'd say the nine out of 10, eight, nine out of 10 of our investors are like, yeah, I just want to get to 10,000 a month, you know, and that to me is living comfortably and modestly. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't really think that, honestly, it's like 10,000 a month is it's not that much money in today's kind of market and, and economy and whatnot. So if you really want to live, you know, extravagantly and, and have a really nice life, you know, you need to be 40, 50,000 a month. But at any rate, you know, I think for most people, they think, you know, if they had 10,000 a month in passive income, that could give them a lot more options so that they could, um, you know, just maybe not have to work if they don't want to, they right. could, comfortably pay their bills and have a little extra money for traveling, investing and whatnot. So, you know, you have to create to be able to create 40, 50,000 a month. You need a, you know, you need a ton and ton of real estate to be able to do that and a lot of capital. Whereas 10,000 a month, you know, you could realistically do that on and, and the average American could could do that if they played the game the right way and and made the right moves and, and just uh, compounded it over time. Okay. Well, I think that that's a, an awesome place for us to sort of have a conversation about this because, I mean, I think fundamentally you're helping people to build multiple passive streams of income. So let's maybe talk about, okay, it's my goal. I'm married. I've got a couple of kids. How can I go from nothing? Maybe my wife and I are working. We have good income. We've got some extra money. How can I get to $10,000 a month passive income? So they definitely you know, as you probably, I'm sure you drill into your listeners every show or every other show, or maybe on the hour, on, <laughs> on the five minute mark on every thing you say, right. But, you know, they have to figure out a way to uh, get a grip on their, um, their spending, right. I mean, you know, for sure. You, if you're not, if you're, if you're spending everything you make every month, which is what most Americans do, then this is a pipe dream. You know, it's like, where, where, where's this money going to come from here? You know, like, no money down real estate. Uh, it's not what we do, and it's not what we subscribe to. It's not what we promote. You know, our investors that come in, they have cash. You know, to be able to to get the higher returns, like what we offer, you have to be a cash investor. So that means you had 
at some point along this personal finance journey, you were saving more money than you were spending, right? So mm -hmm. that's the first thing is like, okay, we gotta, we gotta look at everything that we're doing and figure out, is this really what we really want? Like, are we, are we serious about this or is this lip service? You know, and I think a lot of people, it's, it's kind of honestly, they're not putting their money where their mouth is. They want to create this, you know, 10,000 stream of passive residual income every month. But when the really, when the rubber hits the road, they don't want to put the effort into streamlining their spending and looking at ways to not only that, but increase their income too. So they could become more valuable to the marketplace. So I think, um, my personal finance philosophy is, you know, if, if you kind of look at along the spectrum, you've got Dave Ramsey, who's, oh, yeah, just uh, it's more of a defensive philosophy, right? Save, 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 like in terms of redu reduction of expenses mm -hmm. and such. And then you got the, on the other end of the spectrum, you got Grant Cardone. He's like, you know, screw that. Let's increase your income, figure out a way to make more money, make more sales, increase your value to the marketplace. And I, I'm like, well, why can't we do both? Play <laughs> right. offense and play defense. You know, we got to do, we got to do both. So that's what I've, that's what the way we've attacked it is let's do both. Let's figure out a way to create more value to the marketplace. And also at the same time, let's get a grip on our, our normal expenses, maybe not buy the, the big house quite yet. Maybe look at the, you know, buying some used cars, buy some things that, you know, are going to create, you know, streams of income versus uh, liabilities. So um, yeah, I think that that's awesome. And I think that you're 100% right that that there are a lot of people walking around probably listening to this that say, you know what, that's exactly what I want. I'm interested in doing that, but I'm not going to actually make the hard decisions about buying used cars, about living in a smaller home. So I'm actually never going to do the things that it takes to get where I want to be. But let, 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 let's, let's assume mm -hmm. that somebody is, um, it's a two-income household and it's $120,000 a year is coming in and they are living pretty modestly and they say, okay, I do want to start building this, this passive income stream. How much, how much of a cash target should they set to actually get started with, with, with what you guys are doing? Yeah. So what our average property, a single family home, uh, believe it or not, for a lot of our listeners in different markets, they're gonna be like, "How's that even possible?" But um, you know, it's the Midwest, right? So mm -hmm. the, it's not the coastal cities. But we can get a single-family home for to an investor, fully rehabbed, cash flowing with a tenant for forty-five thousand. You know, it's gonna get them around six fifty, you know, rent on average. So it's about a ten percent um, net cash flow after all expenses, taxes, insurance, vacancy adjustment, property management, um, maintenance and repairs and all of that. So now it's going to be give or take that, right? So they might hit 15%, they might hit, you know, four or 5%. But, uh, you know, if you average it over the course of a four or five year kind of time frame, you know, it's about what we're expecting and what we're seeing. And, um, to not, to, to say that you're not going to have like swings and ups and downs is, you know, it wouldn't be painting a realistic expectation, right, to our investors because it's, it, it's, that's just not the way that, you know, it works, especially with what we're in. It's just C-class property, you know, it's, these are, these are tenant, tenant pool base that's, you know, very, um, let's say, they just say their income is very modest, right? Yeah. So, so they, they definitely, um, 
you know, sometimes they, they are late on rent, paying their rent and they want to buy Christmas presents instead. So, you know, you got to kind of work with that and work with them and just help them to, to keep, keep, uh, solvent. But anyways, uh, 45,000 bucks cash, they can buy a property with us and it could be immediately creating a stream of income. Right. So then, you know, what a lot of people do that want to get there faster, they use leverage. And that's where you're, you're going to the bank and saying, Hey, Mr. Banker, I need to uh, borrow against this property and do a cash out refinance. So they go to the bank, they get an appraisal and then the bank says, okay, here's what the property's worth. We'll, we'll loan you, you know, maybe up to 75% of that value. And then, you know, you do that process and then you get your cash back out. So now you have a loan against that property, which is then further cutting into your monthly cash flow, but it's also increasing the amount that you're going to be able to make as far as the cash that's still left in that property. So usually if it works out the right way, you know, you could be in increasing your returns to from 10% to say 30% cash on cash, right? So now you got your money back out of the first one. So now you say, okay, you know, Jack and Shecky, high return real estate. I want to do this again. So then we just rinse and repeat. And that's a way for the average person that doesn't have a ton of, you know, they don't have three, four, five hundred thousand where they could just buy, you know, 10 properties right out of the gate. They don't, you know, they're not, they don't have that kind of cash, but they want to play the game. Then that's a way for the average person to play the game and start to build up. And that process does take time. You know, that whole process of, getting the appraiser appraisal and getting the bank note and getting the refi back out and then redeploying the money, you know, that could be a six month process before you're buying your next property. Right. So if you could do that, say twice a year, then, uh, over the course of say 10 year period, you'd have now 20 properties that are all paying you out, say six fifty, seven hundred a month in rent. And now, now you're starting to, you know, you're getting, you're starting to get close to that 10,000 a month cash flow mark. Now, if you compound it, where you take all your rent money that you've got as you start to accumulate properties and you just plow it back into buying more properties, now you're going to be able to get there in, I wouldn't say half the time, but you're going to be able to get there, you know, quite a bit faster to that goal. Got it. I think that that makes sense. So I think that is a pretty reasonable way to think about it and approach it. Um, okay, so as as the real estate market changes, as interest rates go up, do these strategies dramatically change? Well, it depends on how dramatically the interest rates change, right? So that's obviously a big um, a big if, but you know, interest rates have stayed pretty. Uh, pretty consistent over the last decade, right? Now, we don't have a crystal ball, so right. where are they going to be at in 10 years from now? Well, you know, my guess is they've, I mean, I don't see anywhere, if they can't really go down too much more, so they're probably going to go up. So, yeah, that could change the game, right? I mean, it may, may make more sense to do, um, to not leverage maybe quite as much and just be a cash investor. Maybe the uh, interest rates are, going to creep up to the point of where it's, it's, it's just making it more difficult for that kind of strategy and model to work. So yeah, definitely can, can affect it. So I don't know how much you want me to dive into that, but certainly would certainly could change, you know, how the whole game is played. Right. But that but right just, now when, you know, with money's cheap, you know, man, borrow it. Right. 
Yeah. You know, borrow it. And, but again, and I say that I also, I'm conservative. So I've only got maybe 50% of my total port, like total portfolio is, is leveraged and the rest is in cash. Cause I don't want to put myself in a position where I'm over leveraged and then the economy goes down and now, now I'm got this, these loan payments that I have to pay every month and the maybe the rental income isn't coming in to match up. I mean, I don't want to put myself or my family in a position where, you know, we're going to be in a negative cash flow situation. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. So, all right. So with, with the way that, that, that you and high return real estate have structured this, I, I saved the $45,000. I come to you guys. Am, am I the actual owner of this home? Or am, am I buying into uh, how, how how does that work? Yeah. So as of right now, it it's our model is set to where the investor is on the deed and has title clear title to the property. So it is their asset. So they can decide at any point if they want to liquidate the property and move on and do something else. So they have complete and total control. What we control as our, our team is we control the, the performance and the management of the property. So we're controlling the tenant placement. We're controlling to a certain extent, you know, we, we can't fully control it, but we can mitigate their uh, potential liability in terms of the maintenance and repairs and CapEx items on their property. Because we sold the property to the investor, um, you know, we have a vested interest in the performance of that asset, right? Because if it's performing well, the investor's going to, number one, they're going to buy more properties from us, which is huge to get repeat business from our investors. Like that's that's our model. Sure. We, we, we have to have that. Uh, going out and generating new and onboarding new investors is is a lot of expense and a lot of work. So we want repeat business and then and then build portfolios, right? And then the second part is we want, you know, performance so that they are comfortable referring friends, family, coworkers to us. Is that again, that's so much easier to get word of mouth referrals than it is to generate a cold market um, investor. So our model is set up to where we don't really mark up much in terms of the maintenance repairs and the um you know, the CapEx, you know, CapEx, uh, capital expenditures for your listeners, that's your big items like your roof, your wa- uh, water heater, your furnace, plumbing, electrical, those sort of things. You know, maintenance and repairs would be new carpet, you know, toilet breaks, um, you know, sink, uh, you know, plumbing, you know, basic plumbing type stuff, you know, that that sort of stuff. So just everyday kind of wear and tear on the property is is maintenance and repairs, right? Yeah. Okay. So we, I mean, honestly, like, man, it's really tough because oftentimes we don't know what the best move is, but we just really want to, you know, we want to take care of our investors. So, you know, we've, we've eaten quite a bit of costs on maintenance and repairs for investors. If the situation, you know, needs it, you know, if they, if they just bought the property and three months in, you know, tenant, um, you know, we have to replace them and, you know, we're not going to charge the investor anything. We're going to go in and clean the carpets and, you know, turn the property and maybe cover up, uh, you know, some anything that not cover up in terms of like, I mean, cover up in terms of like, you know, painting or, you know, <laughs> I got that it. sort of thing, right? Get it, get it back to where it's tenant ready for the next one. Well, 
you know, even if it's just a couple, two, three hundred bucks, I mean, that still costs us, right? Resources. But we'll eat that. We'll cover that type of stuff and just put our tenant, you know, right back into a cash flow producing situation without any um, uh, capital outlay on their part. So, you know, that's the advantage of, you know, what we do in terms of our model is turnkey. And we so we want to make sure that our investors are, are cash flowing the best possible way. I love it. Well, Jack, Savage Nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? The difference maker. Wow. So we're already there, man. I thought I had more time to, uh, you know, figure out, uh, what, what was going to be my difference maker. <laughs> so I think, you know, it's very important for investors and I'm, I'm sure you say this to, um, make sure that they're diversified their portfolios. So, you know, I'm very, uh, I, I think, Cash flow producing real estate is certainly has a place for everybody's portfolio, but you know myself. I mean, I've I've got plenty of cash reserves. Um, I've got precious metals. You know, I have, um, I do have. You know, I, I do believe in stocks, even though it hasn't gone that great for me overall. But I still think it's a great asset class. You know. I think that um, having some whole life insurance is a very, very smart move. So I think having a, a portfolio that's in different asset classes is definitely very, very prudent for any investor. But if you boil it all down, honestly, the primary difference maker that I think as far as personal finance goes is in number one investment for any human that's trying to grow wealth is investing into themselves. That's the most important. That is, you are the most important asset. There's never going to be a piece of real estate, a stock, a bond, a precious metal, anything that will long over the long term be able to get a you know ten times return on investment, twenty times, hundred times, you know, return than putting money back into your own self education and into growing your own mindset. So I tell people all the time, like, go to the seminars, buy the books, get the coaching, buy whatever you need, invest into yourself so that you can increase your own financial IQ and then you can make smarter moves overall with your money. And then, you know, number two, get a coach, you know, like what you do, George. I mean, that's hugely valuable to have somebody that doesn't have is not emotionally invested into you like you know they have a in other words they have a uh, more rational sense of you when they look at your finances you know leverage off the uh, you know education and and the coaching of other other people of other experts that's huge so having a somebody to a financial coach that's huge do that and that to me you know you do those things and then from there you know um creating you're going to be able to create a smarter plan well, I think that is great stuff that definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. Jack, thank you so much for coming on the show. <laughs> Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? So, yeah, definitely the, the best place is our website, highreturnrealestate.com. You know, just how it's spelled, just how we say it, H-I-G-H, highreturnrealestate.com. And uh, hit our website and then they can book a call with Nicole, our head of investor relations, if they're interested in, you know, pursuing um, potential partnership with us and, and helping uh, get some cash flow producing assets going. And um, yeah, that's that's absolutely. And then we got all our F FAQs on there, um, all of information about what we do. 
Love it. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Jack your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go check out the website. Check out all the facts. Schedule a call with Nicole. Love it. Well, thank you again, Jack. You got it. Thanks, George. Appreciate the opportunity. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing. Leave us a review. And definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on.